one of the very first trainings that I went to through NAM um, was there to learn about your community, learn about the context of, of what it is that the people who are there are passionate about. Um, and so we did that from the get-go. The first thing that we found, actually, it was kind of interesting, was just this, this old building called the Victoria Opera House. Huh. Uh, and this building was built in like 1905. Wow. Um, and it's still the only still standing opera house in all of Fairfield County. Now, that's not saying much, but it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say all, all of Ohio, Ohio or right something now. like that. Yeah, all of Fairfield <laughs> County. But, but yet there aren't very many, though, yeah. in Ohio, though, yeah, either, are still yeah, standing. Old. Sure. We found out as we were cleaning there that um, the mayor's office was in the same building in Baltimore. So then that kind of opened that door. I was like, ah, well, who else would you want to talk to to find out what your community is passionate about than the mayor? Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, we went right in on downstairs and knocked on his door, and he was gracious and welcoming and was like, oh, yeah, come on in. And um, So it's really, it's all about the relationships, but we you know, we wanted to dive into something there in that community, and um, that's kind of how it all started. That's the first thing that we did. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City Missionary Chad Grigsby and Church Planting Catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. My name is Jason Phillips. I am the Church Planting Catalyst. I am joined by the Charles Grigsby. Charles, <laughs> welcome Charles. to the podcast. Thank you. Yes, Charles. Jason. <laughs> I don't have any other name to call you but Jason, so. Well, Jason is my real name. That is your real Charles. name. Charles. <laughs> What's your middle name? Lane. Lane. Yeah. Charles Lane. Charles Lane. And somehow you, you get Chad. That's fantastic. Are you Dave? I'm David. D- but do you go by Dave? I do, yeah. 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 So I, you I, know pre- like. I prefer the, the, the Pastor Dave. It makes it so much easier. It is. It is easier. Yeah. 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 Speaking of the person who is speaking. We are joined by Pastor of LifeBridge Baltimore, Dave Perkins. Dave, yes. welcome to the podcast. Absolutely. So glad to be here, <laughs> fellas. I really am. Been looking forward to it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a fan of the podcast and uh, you're the only glad fan. to be here. Well, I may be the only fan, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I literally, growing. I have so much pride being the inside of me right now that we have somebody who is a fan <laughs> I know. of our podcast I know. and our presence too. Mm-hmm. Right? It's really nice. <laughs> Dave, yes. this is... Uh, monumental because you're the first podcast guest in the new facility of LifePoint Church here in Lewis I Center. I cannot tell you the honor that I feel <laughs> of that as well. We'll no, give you it a, is a beautiful or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, Can you hang Dave, it right on the wall? Yeah. Pastor right Dave Perkins once sat in this chair. <laughs> right. That's what we're going to put. He was the first one to <laughs> sit first. upon this chair. Yeah. yeah. That's really yeah. good. That's no, a beautiful facility. Guys. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's almost it's awesome. done. I know. It's well, almost it'll get done. done and it's you know what? It'll be all right. Yeah, hopefully. It really will. It will be all right. I need him as a counselor. <laughs> yeah, listen, God will work it out. We know that. It, uh, he has all things in his hands, and it is on his schedule, and his schedule doesn't always meet ours, unfortunately. That's, but that's true. true. He's got something up, so yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Cool. So, Dave, you were just telling us yeah. that you're dropping your daughter off, right? Yes. Cedarville, this? Cedarville University. Mm. Oh, it's so crazy. But it's exciting, and I'm so excited for her. Again, I was, as I was saying, I may... That, sh- that tune may change a little on Friday morning yeah. uh, as I'm leaving the parking lot. I yeah. hear some violins. Um, in yes, the you may you may hear some 
some sniffles. sniffles. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah, really excited for her. She's mm-hmm. been looking forward for it for a long time. And um, yeah, just really happy for her to be able to experience it uh, and go and to, to do her thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he just informed us too that apparently Cedarville has the world's largest Chick-fil-A that which, Chad and I did not know yeah, about. Which yeah. is, <laughs> an er- that's a reason to enroll right there. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so. And, and, and the thing is you can make it part of your meal plan. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. yes. I'm assuming your daughter. Can you that. make it yeah. all of your meal plans? <laughs> like just, just <laughs> chicken. I mean, okay, okay, chicken biscuits <laughs> yeah. are amazing. What do you amazing. do? On, you don't eat on Sunday. You, you fast. You fast on Sunday. You pray and you yes. fast. <laughs> pray and fast on Sunday. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Think so how good funny. that chicken biscuit will be on Monday morning. Yeah. Oh I do gosh. think it's interesting because, I mean, I know it's on a college campus, but like Chick-fil-A is so strategic about where they mm. place yeah. their Chick-fil-A's, and they decide that the cornfield in the middle of Ohio is the best place to yeah. put the world's largest yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. A little confusing. Yeah. But I tell you that <laughs> that place, if you haven't been there recently to Cedarville University, it is, uh, it's now an amazing place. It yeah. really is. The, yeah. the things that they've, uh, facilities that they've built and things like that. Yeah. Really nice Incredible. place. Yeah. yeah. As a student stuff. pastor, I always thought their mm-hmm. facilities were pretty awesome. Yeah. It is a so. nice place. Good deal. Well, Dave, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about your church planning journey sure. with Sin Network and how you got started and um, how you got to Baltimore. Yeah, absolutely. And I just right off the bat, I'm no Jeff Beisel. Let's just, <laughs> let's just make let's that just, very clear. Let's just throw that out. Um, I don't think any of none us, of us are, are Jeff Beisel. Legendary wow. experienced is, church planner. No kidding. Right, right. Yeah. I was talking about the Fear, Fear Factor, Factor champion. Oh, yeah. Fear Factor, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. So, yeah, no, <laughs> nothing like that. No, you know, I'm, I'm kind of your classic um, – Felt a call in the ministry when I was young, about 17 years old, and uh, then proceeded to run from it, mm. you know, for 15 years or so, mm. uh, until we had that baby girl. Did you get swallowed by a large fish? I, <laughs> believe me, I ran, and it's amazing. I thought his name was Dave. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, mixing my stories here. And it's so amazing, though, that, you know, you hear that story or you read that story, mm. and it, it is so true mm. uh, about the faithfulness of God. Mm. You know, and he talks about going to the depths, um, mm. and he was there. Yeah, I tried to hide mm. everywhere that I could possibly hide mm. for 15 years. Uh, and he was around every corner. Mm. He was behind every tree. <laughs> he was, um, yeah, he was in, in everything. Uh, and that constant reminder of, hey, Dave, I placed a calling on your life, and you can try to run, but... I'm not going to let go of this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I spent about 15 years running from it. And then, yeah, we had that baby girl and uh, decided, well, you know, of course, like good good Christian parents, that we have to raise our child in the church, right? Mm-hmm. And so we did that, and we started attending Violet Baptist there in Pickerington. Mm-hmm. And it became very obvious very quickly that uh, this wasn't about the child necessarily. Mm-hmm. He wanted my heart. He wanted my wife's heart, Emily. Um and that's what it was about wow. from the get-go. It was Very about cool. getting she and I where he wanted us to be so that we could have the impact on our child mm. uh, that he wanted us to have. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah, then out of that, um, so that was about 18 years ago. Mm. And we started back then, and, and it became obvious pretty quickly again, once again, that um, that, that calling had not gone away. Mm. Uh, and so finally I did surrender to that uh, probably about 15 years ago. And uh, really just decided to, to give it completely to him. Because at that point, I didn't know what it looked like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
church planning at that point was, I think, just really just starting to become more popular or so and uh, more uh, widespread, and um, I didn't know much about it. So I just uh, I just started preaching. Um, mm. Rick Williams there at Violet gave me several opportunities uh, yeah. to preach there at Violet, and um, I got on kind of the... Uh, the state convention of Ohio's uh, supply list yeah. of pastors. So I yeah. went a little bit of everywhere, and that's what I, I did for about that. five years. Was went all over the state of Ohio, mm. just uh, preaching for for guys that were on vacation and whatnot, and just kind of learning how to do it. Right, cutting your teeth on learning how to preach the word. And so I did that for about five years, and then um, uh, Rick Williams and, and and the crew there at Violet decided they wanted to expand their reach uh, there in Pickerington area, and they wanted to do that by uh, starting a new campus. And so they came to me and asked if I would take that up and lead that up. And, uh, yeah, we agreed to do that. And um, so it started out, LifeBridge started out as a multi-site of Violet Baptist Church. Yeah. Uh, there in Baltimore, Ohio. And huh. so uh, that's the way we started out some, what, five and a half years ago now. Wow. And um, in that four years, you know, he taught us a lot of things. We went into it with, with again, just kind of letting, letting God do what he wanted to do with it, um, shape it however he wanted to shape it, mold it however he wanted to mold it. And, um, and he blessed us with Violet Baptist because mm-hmm. those folks um, gave us the financial support, yeah. you know, and everything that we needed to be able to go and to do that. Uh, and so it was a wonderful thing. It really was. And um, we just went autonomous at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we spent uh, four years uh, as being a, a multi-site of, and now we're we're on our own, and uh, again, we're just uh, so grateful and blessed to have had Violet along the way. Uh, but yeah, that's our that's our story. You know, I yeah. didn't go into it necessarily as looking to plant a church, starting mm. a church somewhere. Um, but you know, it's the funny thing when we surrender our wills to His. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes He'll do some really cool stuff, mm. and He has done some really cool stuff. Um, through us and through LifeBridge. And yeah. so, yeah, that's our Speaking our of the cool stuff, we wanted to have you on just because, man, you have done an amazing job at community outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're all the time doing some kind of initiative yeah. to love your community, to bless your community. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you follow LifeBridge on, on Facebook, it's like every week. I was just about new. to say the same yeah. thing. I was like, yeah. I follow them, and then it feels like every week they have something which that is, they're doing, which yeah. is Fantastic. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so... I think what what we were hoping to do is capture that that vision and that heart and sure. try to you know uh, encourage others to do what you guys are doing down there. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the kind of events that you do. Yeah, why that's important. Like why to love your community mm-hmm. as a church plant and uh, yeah, we'll yeah, details absolutely. around that. Yeah, I mean I think uh, as we know that the most church plants take on the. Um, the personality of of the of the planner and of his families, you know, and that's so that it is very much who I am. It's very much uh, who my wife Emily is. And and by the way, I obviously I couldn't couldn't have done any of this without her. And right. I don't know if you guys know this, but she worked for several years uh, there for Violet. We actually asked her to come on today, Dave, yeah. instead <laughs> of you, and she was unavailable. So <laughs> we got the next best. Just kidding, just kidding. No. But she is amazing. No, she is. Yeah, so. and so she, uh, yeah, she's here in the last. Um, year or two, well, since the beginning, but especially here in the last year or so, she has really um, uh, taken over our community initiative, our community relations, and so it's just yeah. been a blessing uh, for her to be able to uh, to dive into it like that. But no, yeah, we, we do all kinds of things, and um, um, I think... 
one of the very first trainings that I went to through NAM um, was there to learn about your community, learn mm. about the context of of what it is that the people there are passionate about. Mm. Um, and so we did that from the get-go. I can remember uh, when we f- first started, you know, we went there, and, and, and I don't know if you guys know anything really much about Baltimore, but it is a very small town. It is a rural setting. Um, and so, and, and to be very honest, we had to knew nothing about it um, going into it, other than it was small and it was rural. Um, and so we did. We, we, we had to go into I remember learning that thing, find out what's something that, that uh, your community is passionate about. Mm. And so we'd started out by doing just that, yeah. um, by just talking to folks, um, searching around, you know, reading the local newspapers, those types of things, uh, to find out what it is that's, uh, that this community was passionate about. And, and <laughs> the first thing that we found, actually, it was kind of interesting, was just this, this old building called the Victoria Opera House. Huh. Uh, and this building was built in, like, 1905. Wow. Um, and it's still the only still standing opera house in all of Fairfield County. Now, that's not saying much, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say all, all of Ohio, Ohio or right something now. like that. Yeah, all of Fairfield <laughs> County. But, but yet there aren't very many, though, yeah. in Ohio, though, yeah, either, are still yeah, standing. Old, sure. Uh, and so they are passionate about restoring this building um, mm. and all that. And so that's the first thing that we did is that uh, contacted with the folks there and said, hey, listen, would you mind? We've got a group of 10, 12 of us here, they're willing to come in and just do whatever. Uh, and it kind of took off from there. Uh, it mm-hmm. really did. And, and we, we found out as we were cleaning there that um, the mayor's office was in the same building of wow. Baltimore. And so then that kind of opened that door. I was like, ah, well, who else would you want to talk to to find out what your community is passionate about than the mm-hmm. mayor? So, um, yeah, we went right in on downstairs and knocked on his door and he was gracious and welcoming and was like, oh yeah, come on in. And, um, so it's really, it's all about the relationships, but we, you know, we wanted to dive into something there in that community. And, um, that's kind of how it all started. That's the first thing that we did. And, um, you know, I learned in VBS long time ago. I don't know if you guys did VBS when you were growing up, Mm -hmm. but VBS was, there was always this, um, at least when I was growing up, a component of missions to it. I don't know if yeah. there is so much yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. But there mm-hmm. used to be a very large section of VBS that was very missions-oriented. And mm-hmm. one of the first lessons you learn in that is that these missionaries, when they go into different places all through over, all over the world, uh, is that you don't, they don't just come in and start preaching right off the bat. They don't come in and just start thumping the Bible right off the bat. You know, They have to learn about their setting. They have to learn about their communities that they're now in and um, find out what the needs are find out what the hurts are sometimes um, and then again where you can where you can jump in and and uh, be, become part of them because as we know um, you know if you don't go in and show people how much you care and how much you love them and all that type of stuff it's going to be hard to then come with the gospel yeah so um, that's kind of what we've done man that's kind of the, yeah. the way we yeah. We've approached it, and it's uh, it's worked for us, as you guys can know and have seen. It's uh, it really has. It's worked for us. Yeah. So, how have you kind of like used those events and those things that you've done in the community to connect with people? And have you seen some of those people that you've met be able to take that step into getting mm-hmm. into LifeBridge? And yeah. is there certain events that you found that have been maybe more fruitful than others? Yeah. And s- that's the I think everybody's looking for, especially church planners. We're all looking for that. Uh, silver bullet yeah right right we're all looking for that thing that is not only going to connect us to the community but then we'll also bring them into your building to come 
right? Yeah. We're all looking for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that can be a difficult thing. Mm. Um, my friend, you guys were talking about uh, Scott Gibson mm-hmm. earlier, and, and then my friend Scott Gibson, you know, we were talking like last week, and he said, and I don't know that this is necessarily his quote, I think he heard it somewhere else, but, you know, we don't want to make folks comfortable on their way to hell. Mm. And that's a, that's a profound statement. I, know that, I don't know that that's his necessarily, <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's a profound statement. Um, and so we're all challenged with that. We want to help. We want to give a hand out if it's needed. Uh, we want to give a hand up mm. uh, if it's needed. But we want to do all of it with love of the gospel. Um, and so for us, it, it has been uh, a challenge. And then you throw COVID into, into all of that, and it's really been a challenge, of course. But, yeah, it's been a challenge to, to figure out uh, what works. Um, and like I said, from the beginning, really, uh, we went from that, that meeting there with the mayor and we came out of that with this thing called Movies in the Park. Wow. Um, and that's where our Movies in the Park came from. And for us, that has been a staple of the community. It's something that this community every summer – uh, truly does look forward to looks f- uh, and now knows us by that mm. you know of uh, this thing that we do for uh, Friday nights in June during the summertime mm. and so that's kind of where that birthed out of or now we're in our what our fifth year sixth year of that mm. um, and so yeah it's have it's you ever landed on a Friday the 13th and did you choose, <laughs> yeah. how did you navigate that movie choice Nightmare on Elm Street right Friday the 13th no, that would get we, that would make you known in the community you know, for other right, things, boy. wouldn't it? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's always a uh, as we do the the planning for that every year. It's that's one of those things of do we show this? Yeah, you know, do yeah. we get do we do we stray out of because there's only so many G rated yeah, movies. It's right, so you know, hard right? when I was a youth pastor, it was so hard to find right. just a good oh, movie word. that like everyone could enjoy yeah, and also so not hard. be like super lame. Yes, like, well that yeah right yeah <laughs> and actually entertained right yeah. right. So yeah, it's um. That's a difficult thing. Every year yeah. we come into <laughs> March and April and we're like, man, mm. what are we going to show? Because yeah. there's, there's no G-rated anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's a struggle. But, but yeah, you know, we, we, we just kind that's of great, started yeah, adding yeah. things or doing things for the community and, and trying to get people connected in that way. Um, and, again, it's, it's all, it all comes out of our, our desire to love the people in our community. Uh, to show them Jesus. You know, we talk about it all the time. Every time we have VBS or every time we do a movies in the park, anytime we do any type of outreach really at all, you know, we, we tell our folks and we constantly are selling, telling to our folks is that, you know, today you may be the only Jesus that this person ever meets. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the, the children, especially the kids, you know, they need to see Jesus in you. Uh, and for us, we view our, uh, everything that we do in commu- in the community as the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. is to to show people Jesus yeah. in our if it's just a hello quick hello or if you happen to get into a further conversation uh, again showing people Christ um, is the ultimate goal for all of it and um, that's what we try to do with everything mm. it's just exactly that awesome well one of the things I was thinking about when you were talking about it it seems like I was just thinking like there's so many things that a planter could do in mm-hmm. the community, yeah. Um, but you can't do everything. Right. And it kind of sounds like what you do, and maybe you could speak to this a little bit, is you really keep a pulse on the um, on Baltimore and what they need and kind of step in 
Absolutely. Is that how, is that kind of how you've approached? These yeah, events? yeah. Well, and first of all, you know, as we as we look around and we gather that information, um, then we have to decide, you know, does it fit our mission? Mm. You know, does it fit the mission that we're there to do? Um, and so, if it definitely fits the mission, then it becomes. Um, well, then we have to look at does it fit? Does it something we can actually pull off? Yeah, you know, right? Because we're not a we're not a huge church, right. you know. We're we're less than a hundred, and so um, there are some things that we just can't can't mm-hmm. do. You know, some of their grand ideas, wonderful ideas. That would be great if we could do that, but mm-hmm. uh, with the amount of people and whatnot that we have, you know, we're just gonna. So, does it fit our mission? And then, does it fit our calendar? Does it fit our manpower? And those types of things yeah. um, are really the questions that we ask. And a couple times a year, we we try to. Uh, take some time away to um, evaluate those types of things, you know, yeah. exactly uh, what those new needs are. Um, if there are needs, something that we've done every year, like school supplies, um, mm-hmm. or even like, you know, as we're getting into now, you know, we've been doing food bags, yeah. uh, weekend food bags mm-hmm. for the students in the uh, in the area there now since COVID started. So what, wow. about 18 months yeah. now we've been doing yeah. that. Um, and so we have to continue to evaluate, and we will evaluate here at the end of this year. Is that something we can continue or that we want to continue? Is it mm-hmm. something that's still meeting a need? Is it still mm-hmm. meeting the mission of, of what we're here to do? And so, um, yeah, that's some, those are the really the, the things that we all really, really need to be doing is that it, does it fit our mission? And if so, are we able to do it? And does it fit our calendar? Yeah. And then kind of go from there. Yeah. yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, I think there's, I remember in, Sin Network training, when you talk about outreach, there's like some, there's like a matrix they have where you've got this high exposure events, but sometimes maybe low, low long-term impact. And then you got maybe low exposure events, but you can connect with people a little bit more. And I think planters are always trying to find that balance between what's going to get me the most exposure and the most connection. And, And that's, that's often the challenge. I think you guys have really done a great job of balancing that. Yeah personal touch, you know, with the big events and kind of mixing both of those in. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and I think, you know, I, obviously the the job of every planter is to sow the seeds, mm-hmm. you know, and that looks different all over the place. From yeah. event to event, that looks different, and right. community to community, that looks different. Uh, even within the community, there are certain things, you know, if you think about it, you know, we have the food bags that meets one section of our community, and we have um, things like VBS and uh, movies in the park and those things that meets another section right, right. of our community. That's, that's a good um, word. And so, but regardless, the, the the point is the drive is always the same for each mm. one of those things is that we are here to to plant the seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are here to sow, um, and we leave the rest of it to him. I was just reading it's so interesting. But I was just reading in Matthew thirteen, you know, that the parable of the weeds, mm. you know, and and that's uh, the the master of the field plants the weed. All of a sudden they notice that there's, there's weeds growing up in the wheat, yeah. you know, and the servants yeah. is like, what do we want to do? Do you want us to pull up the weeds? And he says, no, don't pull up the weeds. Mm-hmm. If you pull up the weeds, you're going to pull up the, the wheat. Right. Let it grow, let it grow. And I'll take care of separating it at the end. Mm. And so that's what we do. Uh, we don't concern ourselves. We really don't concern ourselves with the final product he's in charge of that part mm-hmm. we are told to go and sow, sow the seeds and so that's exactly what we do um and now you know in, in all of our volunteer training and again whether it be vbs or movies in the park whatever we do because we do we do have some type of training for as we go into each one of those seasons you know for our volunteers um 
know, that's that's one of the main things as well is that listen we're, we're here to sow the seeds we're here to love people we're here to do those things and we, we allow we, we let him make it grow mm. with the understanding that in some he will and in some he won't um but it doesn't take our focus it doesn't change our drive mm. you know to sow yeah. those seeds so well in our final couple of minutes could you just share do you have any advice for a church planner who's hoping to um, reach their community um, that yeah, you could share with us? you've talked about connecting with the mayor, yeah. connecting with local leadership. Those right. are really good. Yeah, anything kind of beyond those that you kind of how to do that? What's the next step? Yeah, and then you know after we did that, and as we began to grow a little bit, because you know we started out like when we started out, there was ten of us, you know, that started mm-hmm. this church, and wow. so um, as we grew, as we grew, and as we brought in people to our church, as they became members and wound up people that were actually from that community, mm-hmm. people that were actually part of that community. Uh, then I guess the next set, set or next step is, is to, is to give that work to them. Wow. You know? Yeah. So we then developed a, uh, we had a three years ago, we kind of wanted to do this, uh, a year of service. Mm. Um, and we created a task force within that, uh, of people that were from the area, wow. you know, that had joined LifeBridge. And we tasked them with, hey, you all are the ones here who know yep. your neighbors. You know the different mm-hmm. things that are going in. You guys go and, and come back then with, uh, with some ideas for yeah. us. And it was yeah. an amazing thing because in that, uh, we had different fundraisers that we found out about. You know, with this, this little kid down the road who was struggling with cancer and her family, mm-hmm. they had a small fundraiser, something that we were able to go and, and staff for them wow. so that they could focus on other things. Um, and so, yeah, so after we, after we did that initial plowing, you know, we gave it to our folks to allow them to be part of this mission. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the way we, we focus on it. That's kind of the way we've handled it. Um, and so, yeah, don't, you know, you'll run yourself into the ground, mm-hmm. you know, as planters, if we wanted to, we could easily run ourselves straight into the ground, trying to do everything, trying to come up with every idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to make sure that you know, these people, people that join your church, people that join your mission are what well, they want to be part of it. That's the reason they came, Right. 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 They want to be part of it. And mm-hmm. so let them be part of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, give, yeah. It, give the ministry away. Allow folks to, uh, to come up with the ideas. Allow the mm. folks to, to serve it. Um, and, let, you know, to just let it gives you obviously more buy-in as well. Absolutely. From the people that are uh, part of your mission. And um, they just feel like they're a part of it. And that's what, we were, that's what we're here for. You know, we, we had the same observation when we planted. Mm. We were... We spent a lot of time trying to get our folks to do things we thought they should be doing. <laughs> yes. But when we turned around and said, what's on your heart? What is yeah. God calling you to do? Yeah. It was amazing how that changed yeah. from us trying to plead with people to serve uh, this or do that. Yeah. When we said, hey, what's on your heart? One of the examples was a lady said, I just feel like God wants us to have some kind of free store of some kind or free. And so we actually ended up doing a free yard sale. And so we collected items from all over our church, all over the community, and filled our facility full of stuff and invited everyone yeah. in the community to come take whatever they, they wanted. wanted. And it was her idea. Yep. And, man, it was it was an amazing thing and yeah. a huge success. And it's amazing how people come and they, they're real picky mm. about what they want to take, even though it's free. <laughs> right. I expected people to bring, like, U-Haul trucks and, like, just, <laughs> just pile stuff it. in. But it was a great idea, and it, yeah. and it all came from that. It came from her heart 
lady in our church, you know, so yeah. really love that day. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, really love how you're it's, um, you know, again, we, we, sometimes we can, we can be too controlling to be yeah. very honest with yeah. you, you know, yeah. as planters, because we're so, yeah, most of us anyway, we're so driven, um, you know, and we, we tend to be visionaries and all those types of things. And we see a certain way that we want it to go, you know, God, God has a great plan for your life. Let me tell you what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, for some of us, it, it's a difficult thing to stay away from doing that, to, tr- to try and not do that. Yeah. Um, but when we do make it a purpose in our lives to not do that, to give people uh, ownership of this thing. Um, yeah. It's amazing what comes of that it really is. I love that. That's a good, good place to end. So yeah, Dave, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciated you making the long 40 minute haul. Oh, yeah. no, it's all up yeah. to the facility. And, to do and it. your plan changed. So you didn't even get a meal out of it, yeah, which is no, unfortunate. It's all right. It's all right. Stuff happens though. You know, <laughs> I was just, uh, I was glad to be, like I say, the, the first one to sit in this seat. Well, this we're, brand we're really new glad that we could hang out. Yeah, it was yeah, good. I'm and grab some here. tissues on the way out oh. for this weekend. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be tough. No, it's going to be great. I, I will do my best to, um, <laughs> Not get too emotional. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're allowed. I think yeah, allowed. yeah. I think this is sanctioned emotion. Yes. For illness. <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> right. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.